hello, it's Zemo here for the last episode of The Captain and the Winter Soldier. In this episode, we got action, and we got new suits, and we got new villains, and we got emotion, and yet, somehow, we still got disappointment. And we're going to talk about it now on the Infinity Watch Podcast! Oh my gosh. I laughed, but I agree so much. (laughs) Welcome to the Infinity Watch podcast. This is episode 15, season two. My name is Tommy, and I'm joined by my voluptuous co host, Eric. (laughs) Oh, wow. All right. And our guest, Mia. Welcome back to the podcast, Mia. Thank you. I was going to say, I can't believe you're calling me voluptuous. I'm online right now, but thank God it wasn't about me. Yeah, just Eric. Just Eric. Very voluptuous. (laughs) Very. Stunning. Um, <clears throat> wow, my voice is killing me today. Uh, welcome to the Infinity Watch Podcast. We are here to talk about the series finale of oh, so The Falcon question. and the Winter Soldier. Well, yeah. who knows? It might not be the it might not be the series finale after all. Um, so episode six, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, season finale at the very least, possibly series finale. But before we do that, let's jump into Marvel nerd Star Wars news for the week. Yeah. So whether you're happy about it or not, apparently Captain America 4 is officially in the works featuring Sam Wilson as Captain America. And it is being written partially by the showrunner of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Malcolm Spellman. So that's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sure is happening. Uh, sure, nothing, nothing. Uh, you know, only positive news there, right? <clears throat> Look, I'm glad. I actually, th- I mean, we'll get into it, but spoiler alert for uh, my thoughts on this season of television. I think it probably would have been much better as a movie. So maybe, um, maybe it'll be okay. I'm, I'm super happy to see uh sam get a movie as captain america i just am pretty suspicious of the uh the writing because i was not a fan overall of the writing in this series so that does not inspire hope especially following up i mean the captain america trilogy is probably the most consistent and best trilogy in the marvel universe i would say so it's like this better be a goddamn good follow-up. Uh, yeah, it's it's like it's so hard to follow up that trilogy of movies because I would agree. I'm not even a big Captain America the First Avenger fan, but um, you know, with the Russo brothers uh directing those those latter two movies and then Marcus and McFeely writing them, who also wrote, you know, Avengers Infinity War and Endgame, they were just amazing movies. Um and so yeah, I don't know. This is uh definitely I mean the the show itself I won't get into it too much, but it just it doesn't live up to the hype. I'll just say that. Yeah. Um, speaking of the writing, the actor who played Joaquin Torres, Danny Ramirez, was asked in an interview with TV Line um, 
whether he was aware of a pandemic storyline being erased from the series. And he just said he hasn't heard about anything related to that uh, during reshoots, post-production, anything like that. So not that uh, I don't really think uh, the guy that played Joaquin Torres would really be in on those type of conversations. <laughs> but not. He's not aware of it. Just uh, worth noting, I suppose. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next up. Wow. Why is my voice going? Just as we're getting started here. It's oh, delicious. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. Anchorman director Adam McKay, who has been kind of circling over Marvel Studios for a decade, trying to figure out how, how he can make a movie here. Um, he has reiterated recently that he has interest still in directing a Silver Surfer movie uh, for Marvel Studios. And so, I mean... I like Adam McKay. I think he'd be great. I think at one point he was attached to Ant-Man for a bit. Or maybe he wrote the script to Ant-Man. I can't remember what it is. That sounds right, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. He wrote the script to Ant-Man uh, with Paul Rudd. Um, but, yeah, I guess he has some interest in, in directing a movie about Norrin Rad, uh, you know, Silver Surfer, which I think would be super cool. Um, I love the Silver Surfer and all that cosmic stuff. So, hey, always super cool to have uh, directors uh, – that are pretty talented wanting to make stuff for Marvel. So, Yeah, indeed. All right, so I think we can safely say Ca uh, Captain America Chris Evans was not in The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes. Very disappointingly. I won the bet. You did win the bet. We had a bet yesterday. I was wrong. I knew I was going to be wrong, I think, deep down. What did I get? What do I get for winning? Yeah, you get to be on the podcast. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> you don't sound you don't sound too excited about that. The prize everyone longs for. That's right. Absolutely. You know, I will say our, our guest uh Chris, he FaceTimed before and he was rather upset. He's like, Why am I not on the podcast today? I said, But you can't do every single finale, you know, but mm -hmm. you can do the next one. So um <laughs> so Chris Evans was not in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and obviously there was uh, a deadline report um uh, like a month ago several months ago that chris evans was nearing a deal to return as steve rogers in the marvel cinematic universe um not sure if it was a series or a movie but now um it's it's been revealed that uh you know since captain america 4 is in the works that is not the project that chris evans was going to appear in supposedly um and that whatever he's doing will be separate from that secret um, invasion guaranteed yeah, I think I'm 100% with you on that one. It uh, just seems to make sense. And so I'm happy. I want Chris but Evans back. But I would back, not but, be shocked you know. if he does show up in Cap 4 in some way. I don't think they – I think they would be really stupid to bring him into that movie in a way that, like, overshadows the character of Sam. But I wouldn't be shocked if he shows up on the moon or something. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Captain America. Isn't he on the moon? Oh my God. I love it. I love it. Um, there's been talk recently about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, uh, which is written by James Gunn and will appear before Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, it's supposed to come out Christmas 2022. And uh, some fans were tweeting back and forth with James Gunn since he's very active on Twitter. And they were asking him, where in the MCU timeline is this special going to be set in? And so he said it'll be... After Thor, uh, Thor Love and Thunder, 
but before volume three mm. of Guardians of the Galaxy. So um, that'll that'll bridge the gap there. And, and I'm assuming we'll see some of the Guardians show up in the Thor Love and Thunder movie, possibly, um, since obviously at the end of Avengers Endgame, they left together in the same ship. So, yeah, I believe it's confirmed at, at least um, we're seeing Chris Pratt, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so however many we see, however big big or small their involvement is, we'll see uh when that movie comes out. So I'm a big fan of the fact that they are um like it almost seems like Thor is like an honorary guardian in some ways. Ever since Ragnarok, like those movies just have so Taika Waititi and James Gunn have such a similar just weird kind of style. And yeah. those characters just make sense together. I like it better when Thor is more of a space guy than more of a mythology guy. Because he does ride the line, I feel like, a lot in the comics. Um, but I like I like spacey Thor. Uh, I'm a fan. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Thor Ragnarok is, is by far uh, the most rewatchable MCU film for me, at least. Um, absolutely love watching it and want more of it. So I hope that we get more of that in Thor Love and Thunder. We should watch that movie after this. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. That's my favorite one. Let's do it. Whenever uh, whenever the immigrant song from Led Zeppelin comes on, it's like, oh yeah, the Thor song. That's like all I can think about when that song comes on now. Just Thor coming down from the sky. This like the super famous song is now just the Thor song. Cause that's what in it my is. Head. See, I in feel like I, I, <laughs> Chris would probably tell the story better than me, but I did not realize it was a real song. And I thought that oh my Wonder God. Woman, dude, I don't know music that was written before 1995. Um, oh my God. But, uh, so I, I thought, this. I can't believe this. It sound it also sounds identical. Maybe because Wonder Woman also used that song. Do you remember yes, they, this? Like, no, where I they, was like, they totally they 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 made their song sound like immigrant song. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't I know who did it first, about that. but it, it always confuses me. I'm like, why is is the Thor song and the Wonder Woman song the same song? It's because yeah, it was a real song, <laughs> which yeah, I did not know. No, but I, I guarantee they're like, we need to use the immigrant song, but we don't want to pay for the rights, and so the theme for. The theme for Wonder Woman is actually really cool, but it's a total ripoff of the immigrant song. Yes. Like, complete ripoff. Yes. So dumb. Uh, I can't believe you didn't know what the immigrant song was. Wow. Okay. I'll move on, though. <laughs> I'll get over it somehow in this world. No, I don't think you're going to. No, probably not. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the end of the podcast. I'll yep. see you guys never. <laughs> I got. I got to go. I'm upset because oh, Eric didn't that? know a song from, like, the 70s. I hear someone calling me. Yeah, it's Led Zeppelin. <laughs> All righty. Speaking of Thor, we have a, a we have a casting announcement here. Oh, Russell yeah. Crowe is in Thor: Love and Thunder, and he is playing Zeus. Yeah, the Olympian god Zeus, father of Hercules, who is at sometimes an Avenger. Um, and so it looks like we're going to get some more gods in there that aren't really as guardian, um, you know, so really interesting. It seems like there's a lot going on in this movie. We got some guardians of the galaxy in it. We got some Olympian gods in it. 
you know, and so, you know, we'll and, probably also get female Thor, right? Yeah, so. that's not even a probably. That's a that's official, right? We got Jane Foster as Thor. Yeah. I mean, it's that's so, going to be uh, so much in a movie. Yeah. I if anybody can uh can handle it, you know, I I trust uh Taika Waititi to handle it for sure. Um yeah, I'm very I'm really stoked for this movie. I got high hopes. Yeah, I mean, it's the expectations for me sky high um i mean he was able to pull off like planet hulk with a bunch of other shit in it no problemo yeah so, um you know hey i'm all for it. it's it's my my second most hyped mcu movie after dr strange 2 so there we go um elizabeth olsen also known as the scarlet witch um i'm still i every week i miss wandavision i'm just gonna say it um i love wandavision it was perfect um so she was in an interview with glamour magazine and she just said a couple little lines here about dr strange too she said it's a bonkers movie they're definitely going to show or they're definitely going for that horror show vibe um which i'm kind of into um and i feel like it kind of goes with what we were expecting that it was kind of going to lean into the horror a little bit in the sequel um but also you know i like i don't know just her saying it's a bonkers movie i'm excited because i don't want it to be anything but bonkers so yeah i mean it seems like i don't know i have uh this past year i have just lost so much of my ability to care about what actors or anyone working on movies has to say about said movies. <laughs> it's like, it's the most ambitious yeah, yeah. project of my ambitious life. To be fair, this was not nearly as bad. This does, this doesn't annoy me at all. I'm just like, yeah, I'm sure I'm, yeah, you got to say that you're in the movie. You, you have to say that. So, but that I'm still very excited. I think it's going to be good. I don't think that's a sign. Like, I think the super ambitious thing is a sign that that movie's going to suck. But I th- I don't think Doctor Strange <laughs> is going to suck. I think it's going to be a good movie. Hopefully. Knock on wood. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what? I was I was looking at one of the original timelines, <clears throat> excuse me, for all of these shows and movies, right? And I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier was originally supposed to be the first show to kind of come out. And so it really starts to explain even more so the Julia Louis Dreyfus Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, whatever the fuck it is, longest fucking name in my entire life. <laughs> um, so she was supposed to be in Black Widow, and then Falcon and the Winter Soldier was supposed to come out right after that, and then there was supposed to be like another show in between those, and then Scar or Wandavision was supposed to come out, and then Doctor Strange two would have come out right after that finished too, and so you can see now how things got a little messed up. And how we we now have to wait for some things, and some things are coming out of order, and so uh, I'm sure our Lord and Savior Kevin Feige isn't super hyped about that. But after I was looking at the original timelines for some of these dates, I was like, okay, this makes a little more sense now. Um, why there's some some long lead times and some maybe confusion uh, with some of these cameos here, um, and it made me feel a little bit better uh, for some of the wonkiness that I was feeling. Yeah. Speaking of shows, this is my last little bit for the day. Um, Jeremy Renner announced uh, this week that he has filmed his last scene for the Hawkeye Disney Plus series. Uh, He posted on Instagram, he said, last day for now, 
Uh, this is not goodbye, but a see you soon. So he's wrapped up filming. They don't have a premiere date for the show yet, but it is expected at the end of the year. I wouldn't be surprised if this got pushed back a little bit into 2022. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, but uh, it is coming. And also, Jeremy Renner is really bad at, at taking selfies. Um, <laughs> what do you expect? He's like a dad. It's like a dad selfie. It's so bad. I'll I'll have to post uh, post this on our Twitter. It just, I feel like he's, I feel like he's staring into my soul. How old is he? He's probably like I'm gonna guess 48. I think I'm quite sure he's in his 50s. Is he not? He is 50. 50. <laughs> what do you expect? 50-year-olds don't know how to take a selfie? Come on. I, Cut him some slack. I'm a little... This Is this picture not perturbing you right now? It's kind of freaking me he's out. He's supposed to have an intense look. He's Hawkeye. It's True. freaking me out, guys. <laughs> I'm just saying. He's just like... He's kind of like... He's like holding the phone up like just underneath his chin with two hands... <laughs> and he's staring into like a mirror and it just it looks like he wants to kill me or something so and then he's doing it right there you go whatever what whatever you say you know it's freaking me am out am i wrong I, I think so oh wow <laughs> look i would gladly <laughs> trade my ability to take a decent selfie for the ability to look that young at the age of 50 years old so yeah, that's insane. That's absolutely insane. I don't know. He's starting to look a little bit beat up in these movies. So, but I, is that is that intentional? I mean, he he's got a bow and an arrow, you know. And <laughs> yeah, so... he's just yeah, he's the he's the original just a guy Avenger, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, for me, he was the actor within the MCU that, despite some of the other guys being older than him, he seemed to be aging the most from when we first saw him in Thor to his his last appearance in Avengers Endgame. I just like yeah. I felt like I could feel the dad bod getting bigger, you know, kind of thing. That's exactly what I'm saying. I feel like he's I don't know if they're purposely making him age more than everybody else. I, I mean, maybe since he is supposed to be just a guy, but he just especially in the last movie, he just seemed like you almost felt bad for the guy. You're like, you're making this guy do this still and he's like <laughs> <laughs> got an ache in back and arthritis yeah, all these all, all of these uh all these bow and arrow uh scenes <laughs> making his arthritic fingers oh my God, act seriously. Up, you know well if you want to check out the weird selfie it is on our twitter um I, it's i i can't stop staring at his face staring at me <laughs> it's freaking me out so all right eric you got any news for us today yeah, I mean, I feel like you skipped a, a massive thing. Well, I might have done this on purpose. Shang-Chi trailer. Oh, my gosh. Dude. I did skip this on accident because I was so – it happened right after our yes, last it did. episode. Yes, it did. Um, Man, I, I got to tell you, that's another – we talked about the Loki trailer was a 6 out of 6 Infinity Stone trailer. Uh, For me, the Shang-Chi trailer was a 6 out of 6 Infinity Stone trailer for me. Oh, damn. Um, God, it is extremely my shit. Uh, it reminded oh me God. so weirdly. <laughs> so Sorry, I started playing the trailer and it started blaring in our headphones. No, 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 you're good. Um, so weirdly, right before this trailer was released, and I'm sure everybody knows this, you know, unfortunately, um, legendary rapper and entertain entertainer uh, DMX died recently. And so I don't give it to you. X going to give it to you indeed. And uh, 
So I was watching last weekend uh, Cradle to the Grave, a DMX and Jet Li movie, which I have a lot of fond memories of. It's not like a great movie, but it, I'd say it's a good movie. It's it's of its time. Um, it's just like fun, just like uh, martial arts action. And uh, it's a fun watch. And so I had like just finished watching that. And then I saw this trailer and it just reminded me, it's like, oh my God, like this is like a modern day interpretation, like seems a little less corny of what, uh, what Cradle to the Grave is, just in terms of like the, the action. And yeah, I fu- mixed with like all the Marvel goodness of like the, uh, like the magic and just, uh, I don't know, I was so fucking into it. I'm super stoked for this movie now. Um, just crazy visuals. Yes. It looks like we're going to visit Madripoor again. Um, we we get to see the real Mandal- uh, Mandarin, you know, yeah. not the Ben Kingsley iteration of it. Yeah. Um, and it appears that the, the ten rings are not finger rings. They're actually like bands on the Mandarin's arms. Well, they are finger rings, but they are, for, yeah, they're finger rings for, for a, dragon, a dragon, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it just, it looks like it looks <laughs> I hate to say it, Eric. It looks a little bit ambitious. In terms film. of like you don't think it's gonna be able to pull off what it's uh No, no, I think no, like I, I just I feel like they're swinging for the fences and I appreciate oh, that. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Like I genuinely think it looks like an ambitious film and I think if if they pull it off it'll be really good. Yeah. Um it's different than what we're seeing, you know, and it just it has a lot of cool fantastical elements to it so yeah i am i am super stoked and from everything i've seen about the uh the actor i think his name's simu i'm not sure if i'm pronouncing it right but but i believe it's simu and uh he just seems like the best fucking dude just like a normal guy who like really wanted to be in a marvel movie and now he is and he just uh he just seems so stoked about it and i just You'll love to see it, as they say. I'm, uh, yeah, really so Simu Liu is is uh, an actor that was in a in a Canadian TV show that's called Kim's Convenience, uh, which I'm pretty sure in the United States, or actually I think everywhere outside of Canada, it's available on Netflix as a Netflix original. Wow. Okay. Um, it is a sitcom comedy, Kim's Convenience. Go watch it. Oh, I've seen that. That's really funny. It's really, really funny. Um, and if you want to kind of understand this actor and kind of get a vibe for him, go watch this on Netflix. It's called Kim's Convenience. It's actually my recommendation for this week, but we'll get to that later. Oh, wow. Um, I kind of gave it up quickly, but uh, um, yeah, really good. It's on Netflix, so it's free. You have no excuses. Man, good shit. Um, but yeah, other other than that, I it's all Star, and Star Wars World is all Bad Batch shit. And um and just like rumors, just like people are going crazy with the rumors. There's a big rumor right now that there's this character in Star Wars lore who goes by the name of Revan, uh, which in the expanded universe, uh, he's like, in my opinion, one of the most badass characters. But he is, uh, you know, when they reset everything, when Disney bought Star Wars, he's no longer canon. That character does not exist. Uh, the big rumor is that that character is going to be reintroduced in the Sith Acolyte series that is coming to Disney Plus sometime in the next few years. I'm not sure when. Um, I'm skeptical. There seems to be no 
credible information here. It just seems like a wild rumor. It would be amazing. I would love to see that character uh, canonized, but um, I don't know. So yeah, keep your keep your head on a swivel for Star Wars rumors. But other than that, uh, yeah, Bad Batch is still coming soon. Uh, they just released the latest Thrawn book, if you're into that. But if you are, you already know what that is all about. Um, yeah, not not a whole lot going on other other than that. Oh, and uh, Mark Hamill liked to tweet about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, and the whole world went fucking crazy for some reason. Uh, that's yeah, that's that's Star Wars news. There we go. Oh my goodness. Do you like yeah, the different approaches to news that you and I take? <laughs> it's a nice balance. It's a nice balance. You know, I love it. I love it. I love it. All right, I think it's time. We have to talk about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes, we do. Oh, is that what we're doing? Yeah, yeah. I always get so lost in between the introduction and the news and the. <laughs> there's and there's the a lot going part. on. There's a lot. There's going a lot imagine going on. what Kevin Feige, our Lord and Savior's head, is like. He's thinking of all these things at once. Um, all right. Season finale, series finale, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, episode six. It's titled "One World, One People." And if I don't have to hear that ever again, I'd be a pretty happy guy. <laughs> Me too. All right. So we last left off. Sam Wilson. What? 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 That was terrifying. Apparently, Siri thought I was talking to her. Um, sorry about that. Let me get back into that 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 vibe. <laughs> okay. We last left off. Sam Wilson is opening a box. And we all know what was inside of it. The head <laughs> of Pepper Potts. Wow. Was inside the box. That would be a twist. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> we left off. The Wakanda box was open. And we open up in New York City. And the Flag Smashers are infiltrating the Global Repatriation Council's vote on basically sending refugees back to the countries where they quote-unquote are supposed to belong in. Um, and within like the first like couple minutes, we see Sam Wilson, Captain America, show up with like his new-ass suit. I wasn't expecting it to happen so it's quickly. Like, oh, here I am. Yeah. It was just like, wasn't he, when he was opening that box, he was in, he was in New Orleans, right? I would just want to say for all of the characters in this show, I would like to have some scenes in between where they're like waiting in line at baggage claim, <laughs> you know, uh, and he's just wearing that suit and they're yeah, like, like you okay, bud. <laughs> he's sitting there waiting for his plane to come. Um, because between Bucky, Sam, all the flag smashers who were in Latvia, uh, Sharon Carter, who was in Madripoor, they all got to New York city pretty fucking fast. Mm -hmm. Just got to say, um, so impressive to whoever is their uh, travel agent. They um, probably have private jets. Yeah, I mean, is there like a terrorist air, you know? Yeah, right. Kind of thing, something like that. Um, okay, so Sam Wilson's there, new Captain America suit. Eric, what did you think? Do you like the suit? Oh man, it's um. Uh -oh. No, no, no. It's not. It's probably not what that just made it sound like. I think. I like so it's a it's a damn near perfect interpretation from the comics for sure. That's unquestionable. Yeah, like one to one, dude. Yeah. Like it's 
exactly that. I think I would have really liked it if not for that weird fucking face part. <laughs> I think the uh the the goggles and the and the face part uh I did not I I couldn't stop looking at. I tried to like block out his head and just look at the suit and I was like, <laughs> oh "Damn, like like the suit itself is I think it is pretty sick. I I think it, I think they did a a good job with it. I don't know if it's great, but but I think it's high high end of good for me. But oh man, I hope they make some tweaks to that uh whatever the fuck face sock he's wearing. It's um, like kind of weird cuz it looks like like a hood, right? But the top is cut off. Yeah. <laughs> he like he's you know, got buzzed hair, so it just kind of makes it look weird like he's balding or something. Yeah, it, I it liked is, it. I don't know. I just, it's different, but yeah, it, it is. is a little. It's a little interesting. I feel like there's some shots where it works, and then it's just yes, like yes, I agree with in, that too. In the comics, you know, obviously you don't have to deal with physics, and yeah. uh, you know, you draw it so it doesn't look awkward. But like, yeah, when you have a half sock over your head, yeah, sometimes when you're turning your neck, I think it might look a little janky. When they do it, when they had shots of him from the side, like profile, it looked weird. Yeah. Yeah. And and look, I will I will give them their props. I feel like that's a that's a pretty common look for a for a comic book hero. Like, I mean, DC has multiple heroes with that look. Marvel has multiple heroes with that look. Um, Shit. I I mean, Invincible has that look, I believe, or close to it. Um, And I don't know if it's ever been attempted in live action. Or uh, if it has, this is certainly the best attempt, no question. Um, but I just don't know if that's that translates quite as well. I mean, they had a hell of a task making even the Captain America helmet look decent on screen. But they did. I feel like they, they actually did, and that actually looks decent. Not necessarily on John Walker, but on Chris Evans. No, it looks silly um, as fuck on him. Yeah, I think they purposely made it look silly on him. They might have. Like, it it wasn't fitting his head right, and I think that yeah. was intentional yeah. for sure. Yeah, they, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, it's just that, it's just that face thing. And, and I do wonder, and I assume and expect that in, in a movie, they'll have a little more budget and you know, maybe a, a better or larger team of costume designers that they'll really be able to nail that down and, and make it look really exceptional. Uh, but I hope that's the case because it wasn't uh, like it's, it, it was so close to great. I feel like if not for that, if not for the face part, I, I would have been blown away. But, um, but I thought the wings looked good. I thought this, I thought the suit in general looked good. But that face thing just is so weird. <laughs> so weird. yeah, I feel like uh, you could tell that the wings were upgraded with some vibranium, you know, Wakanda goodness. Yeah, there. Oh yeah. They just, I don't know. They just felt like they were uh, heavier and just, I don't know. I, I, the way he was moving seemed way cooler than previously to me. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, I was like, go ahead, go ahead. Faster. I was gonna say it was like faster and more intentional and more like all the pieces like, you know, hid inside the. You know what I'm saying? Like better? Yeah, just like when when they were the wings retracted, it just like felt more natural and yeah. I don't know. It just felt like I don't I don't know how to describe it. It just they they felt better in some way, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I I I definitely agree. It's that 
in universe, it's that Wakandan tech. Uh, out out of universe, it's that season finale money. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I love how like going forward now that Tony Stark is no longer with us. Yeah, like okay. how do we explain how they get these dope? suits and things like so it's like it's all wakanda this one we got wakanda like, it's all sure he's sure he's single-handedly outfitting the avengers that's great yeah. i oh never God, thought yeah. of that i i think that's a super elegant solution though i uh i i like that solution i hope that uh i'm, I'm losing confidence i know previously we've i've predicted that sure going to be the new black panther i'm not so sure about that anymore but i hope that she starts popping up a lot in the universe just like hooking people up with new tech i think that would be awesome <laughs> but can we all agree that if this is the real world and cast america sam wilson shows up they'd be like his suit's not even made in america more like captain wakanda guaranteed that see i i disagree i disagree because i think the people who uh you know don't care wouldn't care and the people who would care about something like that are too stupid to make that connection. So, yeah, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> All right. So Sam and Bucky are in New York because obviously of what's going on with the GRC vote. And then some dude walks up to Bucky and is like, are you supposed to be here? And then they take off the little they have the little fancy Black Widow mask from Captain America Winter Soldier. Mm. And it's Sharon. She's there as backup, quote unquote, um, someone who has not been back to the United States since, you know, the events of Captain America yeah, Civil War. So, so we've been led that, to that believe, at least. What was that? Sorry, I missed what you said. Or so we've been led to believe, at least. That's right. right. That's right. And I'm going to say right now, Eric thinks Bucky's a scrawl. She's a scrawl. Boom. That's what I think. Well, oh, OK. Interesting. I just uh, we'll get to it later a All little right. bit. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I'd love to hear your evidence for this. Um, so yeah, basically the senators are taken out of the building because there's a security threat, um, and the flag smashers start infiltrating this vote, and their goal is basically to kill all of these like politicians and stuff like that. Um, sorry, but did anyone else get like a like a January? what six or fourth vibe from this scene oh the like the, <laughs> the uh at the capitol yeah it's a yeah i i did and i i did i was like whoo ball kind of a ballsy move to not i feel like many studios would have felt the need to change around that entire last scene um but yeah good good for them for now whatever so yeah so full disclosure, I was trying to rearrange a microphone and I just fell out of my chair a little bit wow. while doing the podcast. So happens. I'm I'm really holding it together today. Yeah, no, it, it did kind of feel like that, you know. And and I can't really tell, like, it's politicians from all around the world, right? It's not just the United States. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like a more like a UN kind of thing. Or or it, I mean it's the global GRC, right? The so it's yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, global repatriation. Yeah, so yeah. it's just uh, there's really only two of them that ever talk. I think it's like the one U.S. senator, and then there was like uh, I don't know if she was she was like Middle Eastern or Indian or something. I, I there's like two people that talked from the entire council. Everyone so, else is just there. Yeah, I do like it though. Okay, I feel like I'm really shitting on this episode, but like 
the Flag Smashers, quote-unquote, like, attack this GRC boat. They're, of course, sitting around in this huge circle desk. But then when the when the Flag Smashers attack, all the lights go off, and then the lights turn red. <laughs> yeah, just to make it a little so, like, extra ominous. <laughs> is there, like, one of the Flag Smashers' jobs, like, the day before, he's like, I'm just going to put in some red color light bulbs in right. here. So <laughs> once we cut the power, it's my job to flick the switch, and then all the lights turn red, and they're scared. <laughs> like, Ooh. Hey, scary red lights <laughs> and so yeah that was a little bit uh to me i was like come on like this is just uh, a little cartoony i know we're watching a comic book series but uh it just seemed a little silly yeah um, i mean i will to to defend that a little bit i just took it as that's just the emergency light system yeah that was so, really like the generator lights that come yeah, on yeah that's how i, I still still but yeah i on. mean it was like yeah, I, I get it, though. <laughs> totally. It's like a little tongue-in-cheek in, in a way, yeah, almost. Yeah, it's yeah. just, uh, you know, the emergency lights are never just, like, white. <laughs> they had to make them red, <laughs> you know? And so so they all start leaving. There's a bunch of people that have bought into the one world, one people thing. And um, there's even a scene kind of in the middle where Carly's talking to, like, her main super soldier people, and she's like, she's like, well we have to we're just gonna have to kill them all and you could tell they're all not really in on this whole like let's murder everyone thing but then she's like one world and then they don't say anything she's like one world and they're like one people <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and so i feel like at least 70 percent of this episode was just a long extended action sequence yes yes it went on for too long i would argue yeah, and there, yeah, there and, wasn't any like real like conversations, just like breaks in the fighting. Yeah, and then yeah, like little segments of things. Um, we find out Sharon is the power broker, and like a very like I don't know, it didn't seem like a big reveal. I feel like it was pretty obvious at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think one thing for me that I always hate in an action sequence is when people you would consider smart pull a gun on someone. And then, like, they're super close to someone else, and then they let that other person pull a gun on them. Because uh, we basically get a showdown between Carly and Sharon, who are both, like, pointing glocks at each other from, like, two inches away. <laughs> and um, basically what ends up happening is Falcon shows up, and then, you know, this is like a Mexican standoff situation going on. And Sharon gets shot in the leg, and then she shoots Carly multiple times and kills her. She gets shot in the stomach right somewhere in the yeah, like yeah the lower stomach. abdomen yeah. leg kind of thing but um lower abdomen and leg yep those are definitely the same thing it's close they're close <laughs> you know just inches away right um but you know you know what i realized no one ever finds out that she's actually the power broker yeah right the only person that knew was Carly, and she's dead now. So. And the other villain, dude. Yeah, the guy who she mercury poisoned his fucking face off. That was brutal. You know, what what no, was with that? Not that guy. The other guy that she shoots. She shoots that other guy. Oh, Batroc. She shoots oh, Batroc the right. Leaper. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. He was like, he was like, I'm gonna tell everyone you're the power broker, and she's like, I have a fucking gun in my hand. What do you expect's gonna happen? Yeah, he's I'm like, obviously gonna shoot you. What the fuck? Makes no sense at all. You know. <laughs> I don't take blackmail. Yeah. Duh, of course that was going to happen. Is yeah. It it's just, it's just, there's too many things going on. I really didn't understand why Patroque was really there in the first place. Yeah, there was no hates, reason for why that. Why does he hate Sam so much? I don't remember. 
He doesn't say anything besides you cost me a lot of money. Yeah, it's like he yeah. put him in prison or something, but we never saw that. Happen. No, yeah, we did the first episode. Remember, that was the first action sequence. Sam fucked up his oh. whole uh, deal. Oh yeah. Oh. Mm. But st- regardless, they didn't need to bring him back. Also, why bring him back? Stop killing villains, Marvel. For no reason. It's so annoying. There's no reason he needed to be in this episode at all. Or let alone had to die. Like, just keep him around. Yeah, I wouldn't have minded him showing up later on at some point. Just, you know. Throw him in the rest with everybody else. People forget that, like, Nick Fury hired that dude in Captain America Winter Soldier. Dad, I did. For I'm I'm people. I forgot. I am people. You are people, Eric. You are people. <laughs> and so, yeah, no, he just has like an interesting storyline, but I feel like he kind of just got caught in the crossfire between, you know, Sharon was, Sharon got him out of prison and then she basically yeah. sent him to double cross Carly because obviously Carly double crossed her. It's right. just like, there's just like a lot of shit going back and forth here. Um, But now Carly's dead, but Troke's dead. Um, and no one knows that she's the power broker. Um, and so there's that, I guess. Um, <laughs> shortly after this, John Walker just shows up with his jank ass, uh, shield <laughs> that's, he can still throw pretty decently compared to the vibranium shield, which oh, he, was interesting. He showed up before Carly died because I, the one, one of the things I really yeah. liked was, uh, he threw it at Carly, and Carly fucking roundhouse kicked it away. I, <laughs> I thought funny. that was awesome. I was a big fan of that. She was just like, "I didn't kill your. Fr- I didn't mean to kill your friend." And he was like, "He mattered." And she's like, "She didn't. He didn't matter or something like no, that." No, she's pissed. like, "I didn't mean to kill your friend. I didn't want to kill people that weren't important." Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's like, wait, what? what you can't say that to his best friend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Jesus, right there. She's really not good at uh, social skills. <laughs> social skills, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness! Did anyone else think it was funny when they were like in the middle of this scene when John Walker was there and they were all just running together down the hallway? And then <laughs> for some reason, Sam and Bucky were just like, "Okay, yeah, sure, this guy can run down the hallway with us." Like I don't know, it was just so silly. Yeah, there was, was very... no conversation yeah. about it whatsoever. Yeah. They were just like, oh, let's go see if they're this way. All of a sudden, they're like, oh, hey, John. Like, they didn't even say anything to him. He was just there. And then they were like, okay, well, I guess you can fight them with us. <laughs> yeah. Like, you just decapitated some dude, like, a day ago. Right. Yeah. You got stripped of Captain America's title. Now you're showing up in your Captain America suit with a jank-ass Captain America shield. Yeah, you have the audacity they... to make your own bootleg Captain America shield? Are you fucking right, crazy? destroyed yeah. immediately. Yeah. yeah. Like... <laughs> no one says anything. Right. And so <laughs> they honestly missed like a really good humor, like, yeah, that's uh, like a huge opportunity to opportunity make something to right? make a joke about something, some anything like, yeah. hey, nice shield, John, something like that. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Looking good, John. <laughs> Looking good, John. Looking oh, my strong, gosh. John. The one line I really did like is, um, you know, all these flag smashers use an app, which is so stupid in so many ways that I'm not even going to start on. Um, but basically Bucky and John, you know, are, are off on their own trying to stop the remaining super soldiers that are part of the flag smashers. And they use the app to lead them to some area, which is basically an ambush with a bunch of the police officers and them. Um, and John says, mercy bears richer fruit than strict justice. And Bucky says, Lincoln, really? 
To which John says, great man, great quote. And Bucky says, not when you say it. (laughs) (laughs) And I really liked that little line because it's just, you know, John, like, there's a couple parts where he kind of redeemed himself in this episode. But then he opens his damn mouth and I hate him again, like, instantly. I was thinking that too. Like when he was just fighting them with him with Sam and Bucky, he was like doing okay. He wasn't like being like himself, you know. He was running down the hallway. He was fighting the good fight. Yeah, you know? and then yeah. he says that, to, and we were like, "No, just no." Yeah, just please stop. At one point, he's like fighting, and then he looks on the inside of his shield, and he sees this little fancy medal. And I was just like, "Seriously, yeah, why does this matter? Yeah, why is like so so silly, so silly?" But um. Um, but yeah, so they capture the remaining, the remaining super soldier flag smashers. Um, Carly is dead, but is dead and that kind of resolves the main threat to the GRC at that point. Um, you know, there's, there's a fight where, you know, they have to rescue They're part of the fight. They have to rescue the remaining GRC members in these trucks that are caught on fire. Um, Bucky is one, uh, you know, finally recognized uh for saving people for once they kind of point that out um he breaks open the door of this this van that's on fire and they're like thank you for saving us and you could tell like that meant something to bucky Mm -hmm. since it's usually don't kill me you know um (laughs) kind of thing so so that that was nice before so i had something kind of uh, on that same lines earlier on in this episode one of just the random soldiers or whatever, SWAT team, whatever, refers to Bucky as Sergeant Barnes. Did you catch that? No. When was that? It was like the first, it was like, I gotta be in the first five minutes of the, of, of the episode. It was in his first appearance, I think. And yeah. Was that, was that when, was that Sharon? The dude that, that Sharon was disguised as? Did she say Sergeant Barnes? No, no, it was just a random, like, extra. Just said something about Sergeant Barnes, and I was like, wait. It's like, what why would it why would why would this person know like uh, that just really threw me off that he that he referred to him as sergeant barnes i did not catch that at all yeah. i'll have to uh figure out who it was oh military personnel addresses bucky as sergeant barnes i found the clip on youtube here okay Hold on. Uh, that, that I'm, is, I'm, I'm, I'm... Yeah, yeah yeah i mean there's not much to it it's just that really that really jumped out at me it's just like wow. Oh yeah, yeah. It's That's like as, as he's like crossing a military line, he's just like Sergeant Barnes. <laughs> wow, dude, I can't believe you caught that. Weird. Yeah, who who would have thought? He like barely <laughs> really even murmurs it. Um, it is kind of weird though, Sergeant Barnes. <laughs> Eric, was that your only note from this episode? No, I have a. I, this is one of the few. I feel like I'm. I'm really. I either have like one or two notes, or I'll have like fifteen or twenty. And this was a fifteen or twenty noter, for sure. Oh, okay. <laughs> but Damn, that was my dude. first one. That was the first one I took. It's like what? Good catch, Sergeant though. Barnes. Why is the note just Sergeant Barnes? <laughs> it was. <laughs> what it actually is is. Guy calls him Sergeant Barnes, LMAO Y. LMAO Y. No one's called him Sergeant Barnes in like 75 years. It's like, is he officially recognized by the military now? Like, is he? I I don't get it. I just, I I don't get it. It seems weird. This really comes down to the question we've all been asking too. Who is paying these people 
yeah, to do yeah. all of these things. Yeah, I, yeah. They're, they've got to address that at some point. It's, it gets more and more ridiculous. The longer Tony's gone, because it, it could always be like, oh, it's probably just Tony. But, like, you can't do that anymore. So it's like... Right. Yeah. Who... Yeah, and then Falcon can't, you know, Black Falcon can't... Uh... <laughs> can't get a loan for his boat yeah which doesn't make any sense everyone's flying first class latvian air uh you know back to wherever they need to be and Mm -hmm. so it's like shit this is expensive stuff here you know so i mean how many how many shirts does bucky need to buy where he cuts off the arm (laughs) yeah you know and so i'm sure he's got a tailor at this point like these fancy leather jackets with one arm you know so all right so I need to talk about the the part of this episode that pissed me off the most. Uh-oh. And <laughs> apparently after all of this happens, there's a bunch of senators and polit- politicians from around the world that they all just saved, right? And they're like, well, we're just going to go ahead and continue voting on what we're voting on. And Sam just has a conversation with them as a bunch of like news agencies and people are filming them. And that alone somehow changes their mind to not vote on what they were going to vote on, as if politicians have souls. <laughs> did that? That's what you're mad about? Did that change their mind though? Was it definitive yeah. that they weren't yeah. going to do the vote? They delayed the vote and, and decided not to do it after all of that. And like it was a good speech. I mean, obviously, Cap Captain America is known for having like his like little speeches on like ethics and morality and doing what's right and you know fighting the fight that makes sense and stuff so like that's what they were trying to do but and i liked like what he said but i just it just took me right out of it because i'm like this isn't gonna change a damn thing yeah are you kidding me like these people are just gonna do what they want and you know they got all big oil and big all these military industrial complex money in their pocket like they don't give a shit and so maybe i'm just super pessimistic but it's just like oh i he shouldn't even have the shield. If this was real life, they would have stolen the shield. They said, that's not your property and taken it from him. Um, he just comes to New York City in his flashy new Captain America suit, and everyone's just okay with it. Mm-hmm. And it just was a lot for me to accept that the world would accept, I guess. Yeah, I think I agree with some parts and I disagree with some parts. I think I definitely agree that uh, there's no chance any politician would ever change their mind about literally anything, even after a terrorist attack, as we know in reality. Um, But, uh, but I do, I do totally buy that. Like, I mean, he also did just, very literally saved their lives. I mean, he played a huge part in saving their lives. So I, I, I could understand them not necessarily being like, eh, buddy, that shield's ours. Like, I, I get that. It's like, yeah. And also they did mention earlier in the series that the ownership of the, sh- of the shield is ambiguous anyways. So, and also they're just, they're just uh, getting away from a huge faux pas from the government selected Captain America decapitating a guy on Twitter. Uh, right. Yeah. So, seriously. So, so I think that one I'll, I buy, 
I buy that they would just be like, you know what? This is, Sam's got it handled. Let's just, uh, he's the new Captain America. That's fine. We're going to wash our hands of this as the government and uh, he can do his own thing, which makes it even weirder that they refer to Bucky as Sergeant, but whatever. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm still trying to understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, I, I, I do agree. There's no chance. I, I guess I didn't even really, I must not have been paying super close attention. I assumed that they just were eventually gonna do that same shit still. I just, that was just my assumption. It's like, even if they delayed it for like a little while, nobody's changing their mind be because of a speech. It was a good speech. I, I liked it as well, but yeah. Yeah, it's there was a very quick a very quick line about it. I'm not even sure who who said it, but yeah, they basically delayed the vote and changed their minds or blah 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 blah. Um but yeah, I don't know. It was it was a good speech. So, I mean, there's that, I suppose. And and very like right after he's done talking to them, Bucky kind of pats him on the back and says, "Nice job, Cap." And I just love that. Yeah. I love that a lot. So, that was super cool. Totally. I think one of the best parts of this episode was the uh, Bucky and Sam interactions. Yeah, I mean, that that's kind of like what drives this whole show for the most part is just the chemistry between the two of them. And, and I really liked, I think, the was it the last episode when they were having their conversation in, in New Orleans and stuff like that, when they were repairing their friend ship? Um, that was like the best part to me was, was all those little interactions and seeing their characters grow closer together. And, and, you know, at first they're like, we're not friends, we're not partners, but deep down. Yeah. They're buddies. They're going to, they're going to start making out next episode. Oh man. (laughs) Um, before some babies, Oh baby. Uh, before we move on past this scene, I have two things I would, uh, like to get both your thoughts on. All right, let's let's hear it. First of all, so Carly obviously uh, is a super soldier. By all accounts, this super soldier serum is about the same as Steve Rogers serum. And if anything, the only thing they've said in the series that I can recall is that is it is an improved version of the original super soldier serum. So my question is, knowing with that information. How the fuck can a super soldier be killed by three gut shots from a handgun when Steve Rogers is fist fighting Thanos and he's fine? (laughs) Yeah, I don't even I thought it was only two shots even. It might have been two. It was two or three shots. And I, I remember thinking I didn't say it when we were watching it, but I remember thinking I was like, that's it. Yeah, I think that, too. Like, it's like, I, it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't really make sense either because, like, what, you're totally fine all the time, but then someone brings out a gun and then immediately you're dead. Like, yeah. Yeah. Somebody like, c- you could have killed Captain America easily, years ago. Literally right. easily. Yeah. Well, and, okay, so here's, this is, this is an overarching problem of yeah, power the power scaling. and yeah. the vulnerabilities of people being completely inconsistent across this entire series. Yeah. And then, like... I don't care what serum you have in your body. Just because you're strong does not mean you know how to use your power. It doesn't mean you know how to have the strategy and the tactics and the technique to use your power in the best way possible, right? That requires training. No matter like, you know, no matter what 
type of person you are, whatever. Like just just having strength does not make you, you know, the most powerful person, right? And so it would always bother me when Bucky, especially Bucky, like forget about Sam for a second. Like Bucky is as strong as these people, essentially, but his training and his skills are like light years beyond them. Yeah. Like this should not be a fight. Yeah. It should not Agreed. be a fight at all, especially – yeah, I, even like between Bucky and um, John Walker, like John Walker, I would say also has a lot of skills, not as good as Bucky, but like he's pretty far, like far up there. He's like a trained soldier. He knows how to fight people like he shouldn't have as much trouble either. He's a super soldier. And so it's I don't understand that. I don't understand how these bullets kill these people so quickly. It just it's the story is dictating how strong they are. And I hate that shit so much. Yeah, yeah, they they did Bucky dirty in terms of uh in terms of his skills. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes it was fine, but but I mean, again, it doesn't matter because he is a scrawl and and we will we will obviously learn that. Oh my in the gosh. Um, I'm going to come out and say he's totally not a scrawl. That's fine. That's fine. If you wanna... he's, he's the victim of poor story writing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's probably the reality, but um Okay, so my second thing. Question, real quick oh, about that. Yes, please. Um, if he was a scroll, could he still have what? Would they still have like the vibranium in the arm? Like, oh shit! Yeah. So, would they be able to rec- replicate that? I my fi- my assumption would be if it was a scroll, it would just be a scroll who was not um, like who who somehow got a hold of of a real vibranium arm. And uh Damn. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's a stretch. Wow. Well, no, because I mean there's there's a ton of precedent for that. Like the super scroll can uh fucking he just has all the powers of the Fantastic Four. Um, that's true. That's true. Yeah, so there's uh yeah, so I think there's there's plenty of precedent for that. But uh okay, I was just curious because like remember in that scene in this episode where they go through the metal detector and like well yeah and his arm falls off at one point so it's like in the metal detector scene in this last episode it doesn't go off when he goes through it but it does when sharon goes through it because of her guns or whatever the fuck remember that no i don't even remember that that's interesting um and then like that happened in a in some other movie or something too hmm interesting Interesting. yeah man but but for sure i just so here's my my genuine oh with uh with uh black panther Right, he had vibranium something, right? Oh, probably in Civil he, War. Yeah, and he went through a metal detector and it didn't go off or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. So that was like the same thing in this episode. Yeah, I mean, my my genuine reason for why I don't think he's a scroll is I feel like while there definitely are going to be scrolls, you know, retroactively once once we do Secret Invasion stuff, mm-hmm. I feel like there's no way they can tell a story that has like a large amount of character development like especially between Bucky and Sam in this show and then reveal that character to not actually be that character. I feel like it just like, I mean, it takes away so much. Harry Potter did it. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Via, uh, with what's his name? The, the dark arts teacher, you know, the guy. Ooh. Oh my professor, mad. I moved. Yeah. Yeah. There was a, whole why are we book? bringing up Harry Potter? Because it's oh. relevant. There was a whole book character uh, development with that character and i was like oh just kidding that character wasn't that character it was all a ruse and that was fine it worked out oh my gosh i mean it just yeah i guess i don't really care about the series anymore so it's that's fine 
my my opinion's bleeding through very strongly. Uh, I can't help myself. But okay, what was your second thing? You had a second thing you wanted to. Uh, ask. yeah. My second thing is how fucking lame was the shot of Sam floating down to Earth like an angel, holding Carly in his arms. Oh my god! I hated that shit so much. That that infuriated me. I don't know why, but I hated it. <laughs> I just why do I why do they want us to feel bad for her? I mean, I get like, why I, I feel bad for her. I'm I'm still I for sure would have been a flag smasher. For no I understand question. the flag smasher's point of view, but like she just like started turning like psychotic. And like I I guess I just don't necessarily agree that like you had to do that in order for them to like hear you. I mean, um, but cuz it's like basically like when her shitty plans would not go through how she wanted them to, she's like well, I guess we got to kill everybody then. Right. Like that was just her solution to everything. Whereas it's just like, maybe like, just like be better at what you're trying to do. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but it's like, I don't know. It's, it's, if we're trying to look at this from a, from a even somewhat realistic perspective, I do feel like it's like, there's only, shit doesn't work. Nothing works in this society that we live in. Like in terms of, making uh positive change right and i i just i don't know i just i understand the anger and i understand how if you are supported by a bunch of yes men and you've got this and you've been handed superpowers it's like yeah you might start to think uh when you're the hammer every problem can be a nail <laughs> yeah yeah no yeah for sure it's yeah it was just uh i don't know i i feel sympathetic for the flag smashers but not for carly in particular i guess yeah but, i uh, mean that's fair i i i i feel sympathetic for carly i like carly and also i think i would not be shocked if she comes back somehow i feel like that well, yeah i mean a couple a couple bullets yeah and that was it yeah yeah. Have you guys ever seen the show on Netflix called Lucifer? Yeah, I'm a huge fan of Lucifer. Okay, this scene reminded me of that yes, show. Yes, yes! <laughs> 100%. Have you seen it? You haven't seen it. No, I haven't time. seen it. Oh my god, it's such a good show. We have to watch it. But, yeah, it is good. like, I'll watch it again in a heartbeat. Um, but he's the devil, and yeah. he has those, you know, wings, and he has probably multiple times in that show carried somebody out yeah, like oh that yeah. <laughs> with his devil wings oh yeah and that's exactly what it reminded me that's of. a uh that's a spinoff of uh sandman yeah the the television show isn't as connected the television show's more um self-contained okay but uh but super good um oh my god so good yeah yeah i'm i'm a big lucifer fan for sure and he's hot as fuck so well, there you go. There you go. That's what it takes. That's what it takes. Um, oh, wait, last thing. I'm so sorry. Somebody referred to him as Captain Falcon, and that made me very happy during this scene. Yes, I oh, heard that too. That was funny. Falcon punch! That's all I could think of the entire me time. Too. Falcon kick! Um, yeah, I love that. You should that. have done that as a joke. Yeah, seriously, I loved it when someone said Captain Falcon, and there's Black Falcon and all this, but Captain Falcon's the best. Um... So we see a brief scene. This took me a second to realize what the fuck was going on. We see a brief scene of the remaining super soldier flag smashers getting put into like a prison van. They're transferring them to some prison. And then some guy goes, one world, one people. And then 
we see this old man in a car, and then the entire <laughs> van blows up. And I was like, who the fuck was that guy? Like, what the fuck is happening? It's fucking and then Alfred. they cut to Zemo, and you realize it's Zemo's butler. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, you know, he's just uh, he's just laying down for a nap or something because he's like, well. He's so happy after that. Zemo here just killed the rest of the super soldiers who can't exist anymore. So his butler's pretty fucked up, and he's totally in on all this shit. So. Dude, his butler looked like he was dead. Yeah. Yeah, he kind of yeah. did. When we, when they like zoomed into his face in the car, I was like, "Is that guy even living right now?" Yeah, like <laughs> his like skin was like just clinging to his bones Ooh, God, a little so bit. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough. He's got that Prince Philip look for sure. That's it's, oh my it's God. No, oh God! No offense to that guy, but R.I.P. He can't take offense anymore. All right, moving on. Um, <laughs> no, I mean the actor. You... The actor. I don't give a fuck about whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Prince Philip can take. <laughs> I was kind of surprised you said that at first. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I'm surprised he cares. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, so Julia Louis-Dreyfus, a.k.a. Contessa Valentina Allegra de la Fatine, uh, which is the longest name known to man, and I hate saying it, um, she shows up again and uh, basically kind of gives John his his U.S. agent suit and calls him a U.S. agent, which is basically the exact same suit he was wearing other than the fact that it was blue before is now black. I, dis- um, I disagree. And- I think it's very different and much better. I think it fits better for sure at a true, minimum. I think, <laughs> I think they purposely right. made the Captain America suit fit really bad so that like you could cl- like, is this like a visual cue of like, he doesn't fit. He's not Captain America, but he looked great in his U S agent suit. Yeah. And so I, I guess, you know, what do you guys think his future is in the MCU? Is he's going to pop up in the next Captain America movie? When are we going to see U S agent next? I mean, I don't know. I I don't know if I uh I st- truly I don't understand why we need this character in the MCU going forward. Uh he had no arc in this episode at all. Yeah, it's just like it everybody's just, fine with him and... now for no reason, I guess. Yeah. Um I guess I don't really know too much about US Agent, so I don't really see the point. It seemed just like really like okay. Yeah. I Yeah, I agree. They this I this suffered from what I call Return of the King syndrome, where I think this episode had like six conclusions to it. Mm-hmm. Um, this being one of them where it just kind of felt tacked on. Also, it doesn't help that we don't really know who, uh, you know, Julia Louis-Dreyfus's character is yet. She supposedly is in Black Widow. Um, but it's like I don't have a reason to care about her and I know who she is from the comics. Yeah. Um, and so it's just why, you know, and. It was just a little strange. It's a little strange. So, um, also, just anytime he opens his mouth, I just want to punch him right in the face. <laughs> John Walker, Jesus, what a good actor, though. Yeah, we watched some interview with him, uh, and they were just asking him questions about like what he thought about being hated in the MCU and stuff like that, and he was like, "That's great. I mean, like that means I'm doing my job." Like, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, I mean, I don't disagree. So, oh yeah. Um. We, one of the next endings that we had is uh, Bucky tells that Asian guy that he killed his son, mm-hmm. um, which was a really quick scene. It was like 15 seconds mm-hmm. kind of thing, uh, which that was kind of heartbreaking. But essentially, he he tells him that he killed his son, and then we see a gift bag gets sent to Bucky's therapist, and then it has the book uh, for everyone he has to make amends with, and all the names are crossed off of it. Mm-hmm. So um, just some nice... Some nice, uh, you know, 
conclusions there for a resolution for Bucky as a character and some development, which was nice. Um, and then kind of the same, the same kind of bookend there for Sam is that he goes and visits Isaiah again and he takes him and his son or grandson, whatever it is to the Smithsonian where there's the Captain America exhibit and he got part of the exhibit to be added to tell Isaiah's story hmm. of what happened to him, yeah. um, which was really like it was a very emotional scene. Yeah. I actually got a little choked up when they were talking to each Same. other. Um, it was <laughs> it was hard to watch it, but it was obviously that to me is a sign of really good storytelling when you're able to convey emotion that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was that was really cool to see. Yeah, my my note. Th- th- this was actually my last note for the for the episode. It was. Jesus Christ, Isaiah is literally 90% of the emotional weight of this entire show. Solid scene with him. Honestly. <laughs> but uh I completely agree. Yeah. Completely agree. It was it was good. It was well done. I wasn't sure how they were gonna handle that, but uh yeah, and, they, I think they, they hit it pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it knocked me it knocked me back emotionally. I was not prepared. Um <laughs> like at all. Uh but I was a huge, huge fan and um I wonder, I hope that has implications for the larger uh, Marvel universe. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, super cool all around. Really, really love that scene. That probably was my favorite scene of the of the episode, I would say. Yeah, it was good. It, was, it definitely hit me the hardest out of everything yeah. and, and made me feel something, which I always appreciate in something like this. Um, I'm not sure what my favorite scene was, but yeah, that's probably up there for sure. Um, it's this was a weird episode and it didn't feel like scenes. It just felt like okay, one yeah, thing. Agreed, yeah, agree. In a way, um, but of course we end the series with a a cookout in uh, Nola, and you know everyone's partying, everyone's happy together. Um, you know, in, down south it's Sam and Bucky. I'm sure Sam's sister invited Bucky along, and that he <laughs> wasn't invited by Sam. That's just what I'm thinking in my head. Yeah, and it's kind of just a. Uh, a happy little ending there uh, with everyone celebrating together and just having a good old time. Yeah. And that's how, that's how the series ends. And, and the big, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking, but the, the biggest reveal of that scene is that uh, Bucky is no longer hiding his mechanical arm. It is uh it is the yeah. first time oh, in the yeah. series that it is out in the open. He is wearing it loud and proud and uh and the kids are playing on it that's which uh, is yeah, weird funny. but <laughs> weird thing to say but it was cute in the in, in the execution um <laughs> essentially they don't have to be afraid of him anymore yeah i think it's trying to like say yeah, yeah. and he's also it's i think he's also becoming more comfortable with uh himself and his past too so he's like he's like yeah this i got a metal arm i i was that guy <laughs> I was that guy. <laughs> yep, that's me. Um, one thing before we get to the after credit scene too is I want to hear what your guys' thoughts are. Sam never becomes a super soldier. He's a dude. Yeah. He's a dude with wings and a and a shield. Um, are you disappointed? I I I think I am a little bit. I I feel like I wanted Sam to be more. Um, I, obviously they didn't really have time to make more scenes in this series it felt like there was a lot jammed into this last episode yeah but i felt like they were setting us up for him to be a super soldier and he never became one i don't know um, i don't really agree with that i don't think it was ever it didn't ever seem like a plan to make him a super soldier in my opinion 
Yeah, I guess it was the line to me, and I think the third or fourth episode where um, uh, John Walker asked Lamar if he would take it, and he was like, oh, yeah, take it right away. And then Zemo asked Sam if he would take it, and he immediately says no. Um, and I felt like that was kind of like, you know. Yeah, it's the test. Uh, he passed the test. Yeah, it's basically, yeah, it was like a test, right? And so if Carly can die from two bullets, I feel like Captain America's going down real quick if he's not a super soldier. Yeah. And so I guess that always concerns me is how these people avoid <laughs> avoid getting Death. killed so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I am like, I think it makes sense. I see what they're doing. The fact that he's not a super soldier, but it did. I, I am personally a little disappointed by it just cause I would like to see him have a leg up in that way but uh but i i understand why like i understand why and yeah but yeah damn like it's just gonna make the power scaling even more ridiculous in the future i feel like especially in movies when he's up against movie level super villains <laughs> you, you can only that is assume. what like I think that might be what bothers me the most is that like, who is the next villain going to be? Because if it's not just another dude, he shouldn't win. Yeah. Right. Right. Because I don't care. Like, you know, I know like if you're talking about Batman, right. Uh, people talk about Batman all the time. Like he's like the greatest, you know, like strategy dude ever. And that's why he survives all the time. But like, not everyone can be that. I know Captain America was kind of like that version where he's like, he's the strategy guy. He knows how to fight the fight. Um, but like if someone has powers or even just like a decent weapon, Sam should probably be dead. Right. And that's just like the facts. So he's, he's just a dude. Obviously he has like sweet Wakanda wings and like a jetpack, but like it just takes one person getting the drop on him and he shouldn't survive. Like if he falls out of the sky from even a moderately high distance, he's dead in a way that. Right. Uh, that Bucky or Cap or any supervillain wouldn't be. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> you know, this show, you just reminded me just now. Okay, Carly gets shot twice or maybe three times and she's dead. Bucky jumped out of a plane that was flying at 200 feet, several yeah. hundred miles per yeah. hour, grabbed onto a tree fell down to the ground and was fine and he stood up yeah but did he fall on his arm wasn't that like the whole thing but still that's crazy yeah it's it's crazy um it's just the logistics of that and just like he i don't know the power scalings is so fucked and i feel like that's the most important thing don't fuck up power scaling make sure everything makes sense otherwise it just the fights become predictable right yeah and if obviously we know the good guys are probably going to win the fights, right? That's just how the stories go. But you want the fights themselves to be believable so that although it's predictable, it's entertaining because there's some sense of, um, you know, it, the fight, if it's, if it's balanced and it makes sense, there's, there's some, you know, there's a presence to it. I don't know what the word is. It just, there's something to it that makes you believe it. You buy into it. But when all these things keep going back and forth, but they still end up the same way you expect them to, because you know how the story is going, it becomes boring. Yes. 
So sometimes I feel like it becomes like hard to watch too, especially like in like what the first episode of this series when they're fighting on top of the semis and yeah, all the semi trucks. Yeah, it's like really like super super even, and it was just weird. It's like why are these randos kicking their asses? Like (laughs) these dudes were fighting aliens like a year ago. (laughs) Yeah. You know, yeah, and so like these the people big three get all the damn time. Yeah, yeah, That's... exactly. It just doesn't. Yeah, it yeah. just doesn't. You you're watching it and you're going, why? This right. doesn't really jive with me, and it doesn't jive with what the reality of what it would be either. So, I mean, Bucky's been assassinating people for half of a century. Right. Okay. You get the super soldier serum. I don't care how many freckles are on your face. You're gonna get your ass handed to you. You know. Did you just make a joke about a ginger? I did, yes. Is that even allowed? It, only a ginger can call another ginger ginger. Oh, my God. True. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the single after who, credits Wait, wait. Remind episode. me. It's just because it's going to drive me crazy. Who sings that song? Tim yes, Minchin. Tim Minchin. Okay. Everybody listen to that. Go on YouTube and watch. Yeah, it's very uh, fun. What is it called? Prejudice by Tim Minchin. <laughs> what a ridiculous fucking... It's oh amazing. It's amazing. Um. All right. After credit scene, um, we see Sharon Carter in a very similar type. Uh, it's probably was shot in the same building that uh, the scene where the senators revoke all the Captain America powers from John Walker. And, and basically, Sharon Carter's pardoned and she's given one of her old jobs back. Uh, she was working in the CIA previously once S.H.I.E.L.D. was, uh, you know, collapsed. Um, but then she walks out and she basically calls someone on her cell phone is like, get ready to call all the buyers, blah, blah, blah. Now we'll have access to all this government stuff. And so she's still the power broker. She's still doing her own thing. Um, and Who, so, government sure, tech is bottom tier in the Marvel universe. Who fucking cares? I don't understand that either. Yeah, I don't I don't know exactly what they're planning there. Her character, I feel like it's a really cool arc, but the execution of it was very poor. Yeah. And so it's just... Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. I would probably just want to stay in Madripoor if I was her. But... Honestly, she was living her best life over there. Yeah. And so I still keep thinking about what you said, how how Betroke was like, I know you're the power broker. She just fucking shot him. <laughs> like, what an idiot. You're so that dumb. so dumb. <laughs> what are you saying? Trying to blackmail somebody who's pointing a gun at you. Like, you're trying what? to blackmail the person who's in charge of Madripoor and you think you're going to get away with it? Jesus. Literally, uh... The Falcon puts you in prison, and you think you're going to blackmail the power broker. So. Right. You're going to pay me four times what you said you were going to pay me. Oh, my <laughs> God. It's the Italian Patroclifer, apparently. Yes. <laughs> His cousin. Yeah, oh, exactly. my gosh. Oh, boy. I mean, I do, um, like, I do like that Sharon is, like, a real character now, which she wasn't yeah, before yeah. the show. So I do. Before, she was just someone who was stooping Captain America. <laughs> debated as as i always have to say <laughs> when you say that but uh <laughs> but uh yeah no it's uh yeah she has like a real personality and is a real character now i think she has the potential to be a very good villain potentially for captain america 4 um yeah which is gonna be really funny because i feel like sam totally pulled some strings to get her pardon yeah mm-hmm. um and then yeah she's, and then like, she's just gonna be like fuck you yeah fuck you I, i'm brokering power over here which how does mm-hmm. sam have those strings to pull but he can't get a loan 
See, right. that, that's the problem. That doesn't that's make problem. any There's sense. too many things that don't really add up. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like this is a case of, like, um, they knew where they wanted to end, and then, like, they started writing, and then, like, by the fourth episode, they're like, shit, we, we made this too long. Yeah. Mm. Like, the entire first episode, half that shit didn't even need to exist, really. There's so many, like, B and C-level stories that they probably should have just cut and put some more time into the, the main storyline a little bit. Um, but I felt like this entire episode, I felt like that we were supposed to get so much more and it was just a gigantic action sequence. Um, and we didn't get the development that was needed in order to get to where we ended. Indeed. So I guess before I continue talking about this too much, are we ready to rate this episode? Oh yeah. So what we're going to do this time, um, as you know, on the infinity watch podcast, we rate our episodes or movies out of six whole unadulterated infinity stones we're going to rate the episodes we'll go through all three of us and then we are going to rate the series out of six whole infinity stones as well so let's start off with the episode mia you are up first what are you rating this episode out of six infinity stones um i think i'm gonna give it a three a three all right eric you're up next my friend what are we giving this episode uh go ahead and make that two threes Looks like it's threes across the board. <laughs> three, three, three for the series finale of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay, we're going to go in the same order, but for the entire series, Mia, what are you giving the entire series out of six Infinity Stones? Um, I didn't study for this question. I didn't know that this was part of the test. Um, I, I don't know. I guess another three for me. Eric, over to you, my friend. Also another three for me. <laughs> Threes across the board again. <laughs> yeah. I just, you know, um, I guess I'll say my piece and then I'll pass it off to uh, both of you guys. It just, um, it had some cool moments. Yeah. It had some cool lines. Uh, but ultimately, it just was kind of, you yeah. know, and it just, it didn't get me where I wanted to be. I feel like it was really hard following WandaVision because I felt the complete opposite about WandaVision. I'm trying not to compare them too much. I just felt like the story, I mean, I've talked about this throughout this entire episode. Like the story was a little bit wonky. The power scaling was a little wonky. The flag smashers were kind of a boring villain. I wanted more Zemo. Um, and it just, the Zemo was the best, the Zemo scenes were the best part for me. Um, I obviously like some of the character development and stuff like that. It just, the story writing was not where it needed to be. Yeah. Um, it either needed to be condensed into a movie, Eric, like you said, or it needed to have more episodes and maybe rearranged a little bit. It just felt clunky, and sometimes they paid attention to things that they probably shouldn't have, and then the things they should have paid attention to, they didn't really put enough time in to get you to where it needed to be. Um, and so, yeah, it just was, it just kind of fell flat for me, uh, which was which was disappointing. But we got Loki. Uh, to look forward to. And I will say, even though it fell flat, it's better than so many other things I've watched hmm. outside of the MCU. Um, so I, I can't complain too much. Um, I probably won't really watch this again. Um, no. But uh, yeah, just a three out of six for me. Do you want to go next, Amelia? Uh, sure. Um, I think that this just wasn't that good for MCU. Like, it was good, maybe compared, like you said, to compared to a lot of other things, but I don't know. It was 
it was like not enough action and then too much action and then it was just and and it didn't have the humor aspect which is which is like what I've said before is something really important for me in like the MCU stuff like so many of the movies are so good and so funny but it's like you know the dry humor like it's like a a joke thrown in there yeah. in like a serious moment like that's the, the things that like get me through these the most because I think it's hilarious when something serious and action filled is paired with comedy mm. um, which is one of my favorite things about the MCU movies so it just didn't really have that for me and I just didn't I just it didn't 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 land me, yeah yeah it didn't make me want to watch it really all right Eric last word goes to you yeah I mean I don't have too much more to add it's just uh yeah it just felt like kind of disjointed the whole way through um as if either something important was missing as is one of the theories or maybe it's just like maybe it's just a victim well no it wasn't a victim of the pandemic though maybe maybe it's just a victim of just straight up bad writing maybe they just did a bad job but uh but well, their filming their filming did get interrupted by the pandemic. Did it? I thought we yeah, disproved yeah. it. Yeah, got delayed because week. of the pandemic. They started beforehand, but their filming got delayed by the pandemic. Okay. Well, re- regardless, it felt too disjointed. Um, it's uh, yeah, like the perf- the performances were fine. There were some really great like high points. And there was some really interesting stuff introduced, but like, again, I don't see the need for a, for the character of the U.S. agents. Um, I just, I don't know. I also, Rhodey should have been in this sh- series way more. I hate that he was a cameo for five seconds in the first episode. Yeah, just the and first just one, never right? Showed. And then they talked about this big cameo, and it was Julie, like, it sounds like I have a big problem with Julia Louis Dreyfus Dreyfus. I don't, but I do when it's when it's built up to be like the the biggest cameo that ever cameoed in the history of cameos. That annoys yeah. me. Um, I'm. Yeah. You know, you just reminded me of something someone said online this past week. Uh, someone was like, they mentioned line to like they will never let a black man be like captain america or whatever and then someone's like everyone forgot about iron patriot and how the government sanctioned this like captain america version of iron man as roadie was in <laughs> iron man 3 and I, which i think is really interesting yeah true but but it's a different uh i mean different different symbolism for sure i i would say yeah so i i think the point still i think the point still lands but but yeah i did i'm not gonna lie i did kind of forget about iron patriot <laughs> yeah same oh my gosh i was like oh yeah that happened <laughs> they just really wanted to use that armor sorry i kind of interrupted you no you no I, that. no that's uh i mean i was at that point rambling so i'm glad you did <laughs> <laughs> happy to help as always all right well i love it when we all give something the same ratings because it makes me feel a little bit less crazy um so solid threes across the board um i think the best episode was four then right that was like the kind of left me really excited and then they disappointed me repeatedly after that but uh all right falcon and the winter soldier i will say it is worth noting that at the very end of this episode instead of saying the falcon and the winter soldier it says captain america and the winter Soldier. yeah i I did like that Uh, i did like that 
which cool. was really cool. Mm-hmm. Not to be confused with Captain America, the Winter yes. Soldier. Captain Difference. America and the Winter Captain Soldier. America, the Winter oh, man, they're really going to confuse people at this point. But All right, let's move on to recommendations. Um, I will start off since I already gave mine up for the week. I wanted to recommend the Netflix series Kim's Convenience. Uh, it is available as long as you're not in Canada. It's a Canada uh, CBC show. Uh, it's available on Netflix as a Netflix original, and it features Simu Liu, I think is how you say his name, who plays Shang-Chi in the upcoming film. It's it's just like a really good um, uh, sitcom kind of uh, show about a convenience store that uh, an Asian family owns in Canada, in Toronto. And it's just, it's really good. It's genuinely a good show. And, and if you want to kind of uh, check out this actor's uh, performance in it, he does a great job. And I think it was probably a significant part of him getting the job of Shang-Chi probably because I think it's probably one of the bigger things he's been in. Mm-hmm. Um, so check that out. Amelia, do you have anything to recommend for us this week? I think I'm going to go ahead and recommend watching Lucifer on Netflix. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen it, you need to. It's so good. And it's chock full of that like dry humor that I really appreciate because it's kind of like – I don't want to give too much away, but it's kind of like a supposed to be a kind of more serious storyline just because it's not real, obviously, but um, (laughs) the devil's not real, but um, it's supposed to be more serious storyline, but it it's turned silly. So it's great. It's just really great. And, you know, the two main characters, the devil, Lucifer himself and his partner. um, What's her name? Do you know, Eric? Do you remember? Mm, He just calls her detective. Yeah. Decker, Decker, yeah, Decker. Detective yes. Decker. Um, she's great. And they're just like the way that they are together on screen. Their like compatibility is great. Yeah. And um, well, it's like a couple seasons. Like what? I think there are six seasons. Six. Okay, oh, no, wow. the sixth season is to be okay, announced. That, yeah. The first three seasons were Fox and then the last two seasons were Netflix. And I believe um, the fifth was like split in half. That's mm. or something. I think. I think the fifth one is it says May twenty eighth, twenty twenty one is when the second half is supposed to come okay, out. Okay, yeah, then that makes sense. Yep. The so. last season before that was just so everything was re- the first four seasons were released as far as I know, and then the fifth season was released last year, and I remember watching it separately. And then, then I guess there's going to be a new one coming out this year. Yeah, in a month or so. Yeah, Yay. so it's the fifth season split in two. So the first half aired last year and the second half is going to air this yeah. year. Oh yeah, okay. So that makes more sense. So then, you know, if you get started now, you'll be done by the time the new season comes out. There we go. <laughs> Perfect timing. I love it. All righty. Well, so apparently we're sponsored by by Netflix today. Eric, what do you got for us? <laughs> um hopefully it's something from like uh Hulu or some shit. Well, it, it is uh something from HBO Max. In fact, Perfect. Uh I believe if you're still down, this is going to be our topic for next week, but I'm going to recommend that people watch the Mortal Kombat movie on HBO Max. Um, I obviously will get into it next week. Short version. Uh, it's it's cheesy, but I but I really fucking liked it. Um, I would say it starts kind of slow, but. About 20 minutes in, they introduce the character of Kano, who is uh, just a crazy Australian guy. And ever since then, it is just balls to the wall until the end of the movie. Um, Super, just 
super enjoyable <laughs> super 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 enjoyable i uh i i really had a great time watching that movie and i'll be watching it again uh before our uh conversation next week if that is something you still want to do yeah yeah no we'll totally be back next week to talk about mortal Kombat, the movie on hbo max it'll be really interesting because eric knows all about this shit i don't i don't know that much about mortal Kombat, and so you're gonna get both sides of that and uh i think eric's gonna educate me a little bit on what i missed and and what is actually important and i probably will have no idea what the fuck's going on no but, no uh, i think if you tuned in last what was, I was that just, I, I think you'll be fine like i really don't know i'm not like the world's biggest mortal Kombat fan or or anything but uh but the the from what i know this movie is very self-contained it doesn't try to retell the exact story of the games or even of the old like 80s movie it's there are obviously little nods to all of those but um but no i think it's totally fine if you don't know anything about mortal Kombat, you just want a fun uh just action movies got kind of some magic in it and 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 whatever just one of those kind of movies i mean i can't imagine anybody straight up hating this it's just it's very no, middle yeah, of the road it should be a fun movie yeah. to watch totally popcorn flick totally um and if you tuned in last season when we were talking about blade i'm sure the episode would be very similar to that so <laughs> yes tune in next week mortal Kombat. um if you want to reach out to us, shoot us an email at theinfinitywatchpodcast at gmail.com or you can hit us up on Twitter at Infinity Rewatch. Let us know what you're thinking and we'll uh, check back in with you on the podcast. And we will close out this week with our last, hello, this is Zemo here to just say fuck the billionaires one last time. From the raft, I'm still fucking all of them. <laughs> My little butler man blows them up. <laughs> I was going to say, and blowing people up from here. <laughs> he doesn't have much skin left. He's sagging <laughs> on his bones, but he blow up all the billionaires to fuck them. <laughs> <laughs>